Nguyen with Wahoo's Fish Taco, one of the co-founders, and here with our team from the Blood Drive. I'm Jennifer Annis. I'm with EDS and part of the California Love Drop team. And I'm Charles Antis, founder here at Antis Roofing, where we're having the American Red Cross Blood Drive, and also part of the Wahoo's wing-founded California Love Drop, which we'll talk about. Awesome. Well, this is exciting for me, Jennifer. I've seen you on LinkedIn. I know we have a lot of mutual friends, including those two guys to my left, your right, I guess. This, I, unless this is all mirrored, I don't know. But uh, I don't know how Zoom works. But um, it's an honor for me to have Charles and Wing back. Charles and Wing were season one guests on From the Heart. Uh, I looked on my calendar today and they actually were in the studio the same day. We interviewed them separately but they overlapped and we spent a couple of minutes together in between interviews and they both aired early in February when uh, this was all new. This is episode 32 or 33 now. So yeah, I know it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So uh, the From the Heart podcast is now presented by Orange Kiwi. Orange Kiwi is a, a tremendous consulting firm that I've partnered with for the last couple of years at Cal State Fullerton at the Center for Family Business. And Dr. Allie Taylor has partnered there with her husband, Andrew. And Allie is actually on my board for the Heart Leadership Group as well. So tickled to death to have Orange Kiwi as partners now to help us bring these podcasts to you. So with that, Wing, Charles, and Jen, it's great to see you guys today. Tell me what's going on there right now, Charles. You, you said well, in the intro. You know, wait a sec, I got to back up. All right. When, when, when you aired in February, the day, uh, which Wings or my uh, stay on your, on your show, which was it? Both? Well, no, I aired you guys in back-to-back -back weeks. So we interviewed you the same day. Everyone. I think it was like February 5th and February 12th. -ish. So that was the last time I saw Wing until about a month later. And, you know, we, we'd collaborate almost every month. But when this, all this, when the world shifted, we were all kind of looking at our own ships. And all of a sudden, one day I went to get some Wahoos. wasn't open yet. And I called Wing up, and this is in March. I said, Wing, what's up? And that's... We've been hanging out almost every day since. That's like, awesome. Be careful what you ask Wing Lamb. Because he's got <laughs> so to... really awesome, innovative ideas. And they're not always possible, but when they are, it's magic. And that's kind of what we're doing here with California. Well, the message I'm hearing is be careful who I partner up on the podcast because you guys might end up doing some stuff together. No, it's been fun for me. I mean, I, I, and, and Jen, I apologize. I'm going to bring you into this and I want you to jump in as much as you possibly can and would like to. I know from experience, it's hard to get a word in between me and, and, and Charles and then weeks ago too. But um, yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's, um, it's rewarding and fun and emotional, quite honestly, for me to watch what, what you guys are doing. And um, not even going to say that I played any part in that. That's not the point. The point is to see the impact that you guys are making in your efforts. So Wing, I know that, you know, this kind of started with you. I mean, I know Charles has a servant heart. I've known him for many years as I have with you. And I know that Charles, if he never knew you would still be doing a lot of really, really cool stuff. Tell us a little bit just about how, so I guess before I go into what you're doing now, talk for a moment about what was business like for Wahoos prior to March versus today. I want to set the stage so people understand. These aren't just three people who have tremendously successful companies raking in the dough and now giving back. You guys have taken a hit too and you're still doing this and that's what the story is to me. Well, you know, back in the beginning of February, we were looking, um, we were on pace to probably have our best year in probably 10 years. I mean, everything, you know, we, we survived all the craziness. 
uh, with you know every issue that you can think of, we kind of got over it. And so every month we were literally just inching out to go into the summer, which is where we make the most money. And then obviously COVID hit and we did a complete 180 where we went from being, you know, on pace to our best year to losing 85% of our sales. So we were down to a bare 15%. Six stores are still closed. We don't know when they're going to open. And then we have South Coast Plaza that's reopening this week for the third time. Because yeah. we close, open, close, and now we're getting ready to reopen. So it's been a battle. But this kind of like pivot that we did to start taking care of our frontliners and partnering with all the brands is really what kind of keeps the lights on and the morale. Because literally we went from doing almost nothing to little by little every week, adding a few more hours, a few more sales to the stores. And all I asked all of our friends, say, hey, if you guys could help me kind of cover our costs, we can kind of get through this. And more important, you know, we, that's the beginning of it. And then here for the first time, I mean, this is why Jennifer, I have to realize, she had no idea. I'm going to get her to talk a whole bunch because we used to literally hand stamp or take out bags for the deliveries because we needed to let people know what was inside of it. Yeah. And Jen and Matt came to one of the deliveries early on and was, why are you guys doing that? Because, well, because that's the quickest, least expensive way to do this. So they came out first with a, <clears throat> I call it a logo sticker. And then they said, well, but the logo sticker doesn't tell the whole story about all the, the partners. So they went out and this is the first color version of it. Okay. And I'm pretty amazed because it has all the partners and Jane can tell you all about it. <laughs> Excellent, that is fantastic. Oh, and even got printed labels now. <laughs> 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 Charles is just noticing this for the first time, huh? Yeah, amazing. I haven't seen it live yet. Yes. I, I, I said to somebody yesterday, it's amazing what you can see when you open your eyes, right, Charles? <laughs> so, so thank you, Wing. And I'm going to come back to you because I've got right away a lot of questions that just came up for me just as you did your little your, your intro there. Charles, same question. Talk, talk about, and I know Antis Roofing, I know you guys have been blessed and things have been good, but what, what was the work environment like before you pre-COVID and, and now? I'm not going to say post-COVID because... That's not where well, we are. For us, uh, you know, ours, I have to say, I, I, it's different than Wings. It's a different right. cycle. We had a tremendous rain right at the start of, of this whole pandemic. And I think what happened was it was a great qualifier for us to really understand our service. We are roofing professionals. We keep families safe and dry. We have an essential service when it's raining like firemen do to keep fire out of people's castles. And so uh, that was where we were at. But what happened with us is we lost some of our, our ability to talk about what mattered. And I think what happened was once the world shifted, people's lenses through how they saw things shifted. And, and you have to ask everything today. How does, that's how I would have said it six months ago, but how would I say it today? But right then I didn't know that yet. So I'm in this fog, my head's a little bit in the sand. And even our giving, it was like stale, only because our habitat builds were temporarily stunted. So we weren't talking about that. And the Ronald McDonald House was closing its, its uh, doors and just keeping the families that were already there. And, and, and there was everything shifted. We didn't know what to talk about until we heard about real life things like blood. And that's why we were poked inside the American Red Cross blood. Because blood insecurity became a real thing. There were 10,000 units shy in the LA Basin. 
And I didn't know that was a thing, but Susan DeGrassi, Antis VP, is a board member of SoCal Chapters. So we donate this space every week. And then, and then before Wing, there was also Second Harvest Food. We, we hear there's food insecurity. What's that? That affects other countries. No, it affects 20% of Orange County. And after a couple weeks of hearing that, we raised our hand and we started driving every Wednesday a fleet for Second Harvest Food Bank. But the, this, those were things I'd heard of before, but you know, I'd never heard of supporting those that protect us. Now it answers, we're purpose to keep families safe and dry. But it took us a long time to see what we could do out in the community. But when Wayne had the idea of going up to police who are protecting us, or going up to doctors who are protecting us, of going out to senior centers, or going out to fire and saying, thank you, hey, here's some thought, and here's a meal, and here's some love and a smile, Thank you. And by the way, this is going to help me keep four more of his restaurants open. I mean, I was hooked. I came back to my executive team. I said, I, I think we need to do this. And it's been a blessing for us in so many ways because, and Jen, you'll say the same thing I know, being around Wing, it's always been this way since I've met him and got to know him. He thinks outside the box. I don't know if he's ADG like me. No, no, <laughs> we're not ADD. AD genius. I learned that from well, um, I Harold. Harold, Second Harvest Food Bank, very said, no longer tell you, no longer say you have ADD. You're ADG, attention deficit genius. But whether he's that or not, like me, um, he thinks outside the box, and he gets people so curious and tickled that we have fun in 100 degree weather out in Watts, handing out backpacks to kids. And so it's been a pretty awesome experience over the last few months, and it's been really empowering to our culture at Antis Ruby. I've, you know, we've won culture awards at sometimes where I'm going, ooh, could be better. But right now, we've never had what we have today, a magic culture, trust, job security. Um, we're seeing the future with innovative eyes. We're questioning what we're doing, and that takes so, so hard to get there. I don't think we'd be here if we weren't dancing with wing every day. <laughs> there you go. You're wingman, as they say. Yeah, and those who are watching this on YouTube get the background noise because you see what I'm seeing and there's a lot of activity and blood driving. Those that are going to be listening to this on Spotify and Apple Podcasts don't have the benefit of the visual. The background noise you're hearing is that there's activity right now. There is blood being given. There are, it's a celebration of life at Antis Roofing every you day. You know all about it. You've laid on the screen, I think, twice now. So I've been there next week. So absolutely. Jen, same question to you. Tell Tell me, because I, you know, like I said, we've connected, but we don't, I don't know you as well as I know these two guys. Tell me a little bit about your background and then what was life for you prior to March versus now? How has it shifted? Sure, of course. So I'm with Enterprise Data Solutions. And uh, before this happened, we, uh, I started there at the beginning of the year and we were all excited to kind of get some momentum into what I thought is, you know, only aspiring to be uh, an involved company in the community uh, with my like-minded CEO who's already doing it and, and maybe just hasn't found that voice yet. But we really wanted to be able to make a difference. And uh, when COVID came along and all of this happened, we saw that there was a great need to volunteer. We, we kind of went through a really busy period because being an IT company, having to provide all of those services to everyone. Everyone was trying to figure out how the heck they were gonna work remote when they've been going into the office and making sure everything was safe and set up the right way. 
we supported our clients however we could in that space. But then after that, we kind of hit a quiet spot because there wasn't as great of a need with, with people not being in the offices. And uh, we wanted to do something and we started seeing this great work going on and wanted to find out how we could get involved. And we uh, went to one love drop that, that we sponsored and kind of fell in love with it and just kind of carried on from there. <laughs> it's something that happens inside of us when we, when we serve, whether it's handing a meal to a homeless person or giving blood or bringing food to first responders or, or whatever that service looks like. Wing, a uh, question for you going back to your initial comments. So you've got these 60-ish restaurants prior to March. I, I, the number's around 60. I know you could tell me the exact, I know it's 60-ish. Most human beings in your situation probably wouldn't necessarily think, gosh, I gotta keep these stores open by going out and serving police officers and nurses and firemen and, and Red Cross workers and so forth. Where did that come from? I, I know the answer, but I, I want my audience to know the answer. Where did that come from in you? Well, Rather than just you know curling up and saying I'm going to let this ride out, which a lot of people currently are doing right yeah. now, and that's and no fault to those people, obviously. But what is it inside you that says no, no, no? I gotta, I gotta make this work. The, the big thing for us is there's two calling, right? One to keep the stores, additional stores, from shutting down. As as Charles mentioned, we have four more on the verge of closing after the first six. So I had to find a way to keep those lights going. And I was given a number by my brother to say, hey, if they only did this much more in sales a week, we can keep those stores open. Otherwise, we're going to have to shut them down. So that was the first. The second part is it's always a big thing for us as a company. The bulk of what we do is giving back to the community. Since there were zero events, literally everything from concerts to professional Nothing on games. the beach and that's where you spend your time is these beaches yes yeah. <laughs> so there was nothing going on so i'm like there's got to be a way to do both and figuring out that if we could feed some of the frontliners i would be able to keep the stores open so it was a two-part so it felt amazing to go out because it's one thing to serve lunch at a golf tournament but nobody there is in need you know what I'm saying? They're, they're supporting a cause. We're raising a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, it's still a great cause. But the people there are, I want to say, they're there taking a day off of work. Here, we were actually going to the hospitals. So when we started seeing the nurses, uh, the, the security people looking at us when we brought the food, the yogurt, the drinks, and everything, it was just totally different. So I don't know how to explain it until I started having all my friends come and they could see it. And it's a kind of like you get that energy, right? So like going into Watts, it sounded so crazy at the beginning, but once everybody went to Watts, it was easy to say, you're gonna see something that you're never gonna feel it anywhere else in Southern California. So that's why for us, the Dream Center, all these places, they were so off the wall that we would never be going there. But I took every one of us out of our comfort zone and it was amazing, the energy. You know, and we all laughed about it because it was hot right. in Watts, right? But nobody remembers the hot. Everybody remembers how much fun it was to serve the meals, hand out the backpacks to the kids and the families. Yeah, my wife and I a couple of years ago had an opportunity through our church to do a, a volunteer project for a week or so down in Guatemala. And it was brutally hot and humid. And I only am saying that because I remember that because I forced myself to. 
But when I think of my memories of that experience, I don't think about the heat and humidity and the sweat and how many layers of clothes or changes of clothes I had in one day. You think about that service. Charles, you said that you were outside of Wahoos um, and you called Wing. Walk us through the process from that calling him to committing to be where you are sitting today and doing all these things with him. And I'm seeing well, laughter from your colleagues on both sides of you. So this is a story that I don't know and I can't wait well, to hear. Well, I mean, I'm sure we tease each other because we get to know each other a lot. You think about it, we hang around each other more than we hang around our employees in the new environment because we're together three or four days a week doing these love drops. And I see my employees at Zoom, but outside of my family, this is my family. But at first, it wasn't necessarily easy for me, even though I do a lot of public service and I, I do it because the stories of my life tell me this is how I'm going to be happy. I'm not saying I do it because I'm any, I mean, anything other than I do it because I know it works. It works for my company. It makes me feel good. And I want to, I'm a legacy guy. I want to leave everything better than I found it. That's really important to me, especially, you know, I have kids and they're going to have kids and I want my kids' kids to say, you know what? Grandpa, that guy, that memory, that picture on the wall, man, he left it better. Everything he touched. Now, they may not say that, but that's, that's a pretty awesome thing to strive for. And so, but it isn't always easy. I got to tell you, I, can, there's, I have a lot of uncomfortable moments. When I first showed up with Wing, I was not comfortable. I just wasn't. It, it, because, first of all, we were, you know, I'd been inside my house for a month or so. And, um, and I'm out there. And... And then there's just this, they don't understand it. Like there's all these brands. I'm not that familiar with food brands. And I feel like, I feel almost feel like I'm stepping on people's toes. What am I doing here? And Wings, Wings always been like this since I've done the last four or five years. He's always like putting the camera in front of me. Hey, you know, he, he's, he's a great mentor for someone who leads like I do. But in this case, it took me a long time to find my voice. I didn't talk about it. And the reason I didn't, I'll tell you honestly, I didn't because it didn't feel like my story yet. I wanted to help. I didn't really understand it. But then after doing it for a few weeks and wings saying, come over here, get in the picture when I'm not really wanting to be yet. All of a sudden I'm at Chalk one night, Chalk Mission. And we're, we're bringing food, you know, for the nurses there in Chalk, thank you. And it didn't hit me until right then this whole, dang, six years ago, this is where my twins were. And I get to go back and say thank you to the nurses that kept them alive, that's what it felt like. Now they're 100% healthy, they were six weeks premature, but when your kids are six weeks premature and living in Chakniku and there's 60 incubators of bells and whistles going off, it don't feel like they don't see past today. Yeah, and so Chuck, going back and saying thank you to Chuck, it's really powerful. We go to Chuck all the time, you know, we go to both Chucks and I get goosebumps every time. But it's not just that, there was, I had like four occurrences that were really powerful and they're really quick, but like, I'm just at a, at a senior center uh, in Los Alamitos, I think, and, and I didn't, I've never been there before. We go inside and, and it was really in the thick of things. And these nurses and staff come out like they've been in a bomb shelter. And they're so grateful for this food and they're saying, thank you. And I remember they were so proud to say 0.0. They were so, they were not high-fiving us, but in the air we were high-fiving them. And suddenly I got that, that in our community, there's so much happening right now and we can go out and we can, Heal these people, but the doctors. The other, the main thing. When I first got started, I wasn't in the, the feel of it yet. One of the other, Eric Morley, was telling me about how 
Eric's uh, the founder of Blue Sea. He's one of the founders here. Eric was telling me about in the beginning, when he was insisting on, we have these little Cholula bottles. Do you have a Cholula bottle? Yeah, we have one. <laughs> no, we have one. But the Cholula, it's a little real Cholula bottle, a little wood cap, that every bag have a Cholula bottle in it. And when other people said, wow, Wayne, you don't need to do that. He goes, no, it's important. When a doctor works a double, he comes down there, you know, fighting this, I want him to feel appreciated. I want him to have that moment and that pause. And sure enough, I met at Pomona Valley Hospital, I think, about a month and a half ago. And there's this nurse named Holly, and she comes down, and she, she's, she came down, and she's been working that way. She says, they've been working me like a something. Mm -hmm. And she said, we'll say dog. Well, I gotta tell you something. She goes, I'm coming back down to tell you this. We just had a doctor just walk past an expired COVID, on the expired patient of COVID floor. And he opened his lunch, and he pulled out that Cholula bottle. And these Cholula bottles are all over, and it's like this feeling, you know? It's like he, he said it, it happened, and we get that. When we went to Huntington Beach Police Department, the, the, the captain came down and almost in tears, and he said, this is the first act of kindness we've had in two months, and that was in the thick of their stuff about two months ago. Yeah. And, and it made me realize as I stood there looking at this, you know, big, strong guy in this big badge, how awesome it is to be able to go out and say thank you to those that protect us so we can see sleep safely in our homes you know we don't realize in my whole life how important that is until today and the yeah. california love drop gives us a chance to tangibly grab that and do something about it and it and my people that work for antis not just the antis team my stakeholders our clients and all these hoas across southern california you know what they're proud that they're doing this thank you service for so many people that protect us. So it's been an awesome experience. And you're inspiring others to step out too and do things that they may not all otherwise do. Jen, a question for you, Jen, and Jen, the representative of EDS. What encouragement would you give to a company right now that's on the fence? They haven't committed yet. Now, I'm not suggesting they commit necessarily to California Love Drop and Charles and Wing and, and Eric and what you and everybody else is doing there. Maybe they would, but that just doesn't quite know what their next step should be. We're realizing now that this is here for a while. Um, you know, this isn't a political statement by any stretch, but we're not, this isn't going anywhere for a while. It's not too late. I think a lot of people feel like, well, that, that wave already passed and now we're starting to reopen. Even if we are reopening in a lot of ways, what advice would you give to that company or that executive that's on the fence right now? The purpose of life is to find a purpose, whether that's uh, as a company, as an individual, and to me, like being able to give and love unconditionally brings more happiness than I could ever imagine. And being able to not only have that as an individual, but as a company, and for that to spread throughout the entire company is incredible. What have you learned about yourself, Jen, through this process? that um, being a part of this, it, it, gosh, we're so connected and tied together. It just, to me, like whatever it is that inspires you, grab onto it and continue the momentum. And I got to tell on Jen, so <laughs> when you don't know this, I haven't told, we haven't told this, but we know each other. She's, uh, I met Jennifer when she worked for Tilly's Life Foundation. And, and did I say it right this time? Tilly's Life Center. See, she, 
it gets chilies, right? Yeah, two thirds of it, right? Yeah. And, and so we and we just have this passion. We connected, and she comes to a lot of our events, sits at our tables. And one day, a couple of years ago, we went to this event at Hotel Irvine, and Jennifer came up to me and she goes, "I dream. I know we're going to work together." And she said that. And what's funny is we just built a position, and I felt bad. It's like, oh, well, that's okay. And I said, you know, and we talked about it. We go, you know what? We just said we will without question. And it's going to look something like this, but we didn't overly describe it. And then we just hit each other about three months or two months ago. I'll be damned. Here we yeah. are. You yeah. called We're it out like right exactly, on social media. <laughs> yes, exactly what you said. So be careful what you say. Yeah. Thoughts become words, become actions, become things that are done. Yeah. Wayne, since this was uh, in your heart before these two, I mean, it might've been in their heart, but you were actually doing stuff when Charles called you. Um, California Love Drop. Explain that term. How did it become known as that? I know you partner with, with other organizations. I've heard you nearly every Friday on KLOS talking about it. How did that come about? I'd love to hear the partnerships that you're working with and the Love Drop and that name. Just, just talk about that if you would. I've always been one to be about the community, you know? So I just didn't feel like I wanted to call it Wahoos because it, then it became too self-serving, right? So Wendy, who happened to be the head of marketing for Kelly West, was basically talking about different things. And somehow, I think in one of her dreams, she came up with it and we're like, sounds great. <clears throat> and, and it became the same where she gave us a platform because Charles didn't realize when he started doing the, the blood drives here that KLOS happened to be their media sponsor. And I said, hey, by the way, Charles, let's talk about on KLOS. He goes, well, how are we going to do that? He goes, well, KLOS is a partner. So we started, uh, thanks to Heidi and Frank, yeah. using the radio stations as a platform to think and talk about what we were doing. So the weekly Friday calls, which we have one, I think, this Friday, <clears throat> became this ritual. And I have to literally remind myself every Friday because I'd be panicking because you're given a script. <clears throat> and you have literally a couple of minutes to thank everybody and also talk about what you did and what you're about to do. So I always, every week I'm like, oh my God, I forgot Brad or I forgot Eric, I forgot somebody, right? I get him next week, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, you're on the roll. So without Wendy, you know, that would have never happened. And then Wendy said, hey, we might as well use the radio station as a platform for GoFundMe. So we've gotten thousands of dollars from the GoFunding part that basically offsets all the masks, all the supplies were given away. So it became one of these, where, what else can we do? So uh, Henry DiCarlo from KTLA became a great voice for us on the television side. Exactly, so everything that everybody could do to help us bring awareness, uh, basically thank people, because at the end of the day, it's nice to do what we're doing, but it feels a little nice when you get a little pat on the back so I, you know, like Angel that works for Charles, I'm like, he made an amazing video that we've used a couple of times. Marcus made one for the, uh, the sister of Watts. So having these little videos and the platforms to share with the public has been great for us. Because I never wanted this to be about Wahoos. I wanted this to be about the frontliners. It just so happens that we do the food part of it. Sure. But we're always trying to remember, don't forget, the hand water, the monster energy drink, the yogurt lines, everybody that's involved because everybody has a part of it. And now I laugh because we look so professional when we have these little fruit <laughs> bags. Yeah. Because if, yeah. you know, Jen and Matt hadn't seen that, they're like, why are you guys doing that? So everything has evolved to where it looks 
like we know what we're doing now, but it's always a bunch of us at the restaurants. Hey, make sure we're there. Make sure we know what location. There's been a few times that we've all gone to different restaurants and realized because I know we're going that way, but you got to go here first. So there's been a few of those that we've had mix-ups, but for the most part, we all end up at the same hospital or the same police station. So that's the key. Do you have any idea, Wayne? How many, oh, just real quick for Wayne, do you have any idea how many meals you've delivered since the beginning of this? Uh, I, I think we're approaching over 12,000 meals right now, give or take. And we're getting very close to our 100th drop that we're going to make a really fun event for. But yeah, it's been a lot, a lot of work and fun. Even this morning, you know, while we're leaving our store, I go, hey, Jen, if you don't mind taking the food, I'm going to zip over to Yogurtland to pick up the yogurt. And she goes, great. So then we can be at the blood drive at the same time. Then can you read that label for those that are listening rather than watching? Can you turn that bag that's in front of you around and just tell us what's on it exactly? We have on our label California Love Drop, Wahoos, Heidi and Frank, KLOS. We have Monster Hemp Water, Coil Cares, Coil Reproductions, Antis, Yogurtland, Lucy Advertising, and EDS. Awesome. Thank you. I wanted to make sure that everybody got that plug because they're all, you know, you guys represent a much larger team, I understand, but they, they're doing tremendous things as well. Charles, question for you. I know you're jumping in and feel free to answer and go where you want, but I did want to ask if you have any idea how many pints of blood, because I my understanding is one pint equals about three potentially lives saved. So yes. math. So Corey just hand me the sheet of paper to have live data from today. Awesome. 14th drive today, 349 donors. That's uh, 963. I don't think we're counting today's life saving blood treatments. Uh, but I wanted to point out what I was going to say is it's funny. I was watching Wayne talk and Wayne's such a good guy. He's a he's yeah. yes guy, right? And I want Wayne, can you lift up your foot? I just want, oh, no. He's got the same Look at that. They're both wearing the Ronald McDonald socks. Yeah, and you Ronald might be wearing yours, too. Yeah. But, but what's interesting is here we are. We're both supporting um, one of the boards I'm on, Ronald McDonald House. He, and he's a big support. He gets a lot of flash for them when he wears them. And, and that's a think about that for a second. Yeah. A restaurant supporting the largest restaurant chain in the world in, in a roundabout way. But but he's but that's where Wing's brilliance shines through. Mm -hmm. He understands that thing that brands do that we're better together. But we're also here at an American Red Cross blood drive where we're doing a California blood drop together. It's we're like, all in this together. This is yes. my Red Cross shirt. There it yeah. is. I have that shirt. But, and by the way, Jen Jen's already given twice here too. Yeah, and she's probably going to be back here again because she's at every, she's a two month walker every eight weeks. She's here, and this is what. And when you're around people that that try to be that way, that you know what it is, it's all about intent. And these guys, it's all about their intent. I bet you Wing doesn't do everything he says he's going to do because I sure don't. But my intent is, I'm going to do it. And I know, Jennifer, your intent is there's something magic about intents. Raise your hand for way more than you think you can afford if you intend to do it. Yes. If you intend to do it, yes. that shit will get done. When you lead me That's right into the next, yeah, I had a question. We learned in business school this term BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goals. Okay. So, yeah, BHAG. So, right now, and I'll throw it to any of the three of you, what's that BHAG that you have for California Love Drop, for the Red Cross, for what you're doing on now? Yeah. And how can our listeners and viewers help? Can we do that to help you reach those BHAG? 
The easiest part is the GoFundMe. That's the California Love Drop GoFundMe because then any amount is fine. And if you happen to own a company like the rest of us and you want to step up and uh, do something bigger, we don't care where we got to go because it's not about us telling you who you want to support. We are just a vehicle that allows our team to go to wherever you want to go. So if you have a... So if we go to GoFundMe.com and search California Love Drop, that will take us where we need to go? Okay, and we've had so many that. individuals donate, but then over 40 companies oh, have yeah. sponsored a drop. Yep. So multiple. Um, Eric, something that Eric would say, if Eric was here, that I always hear him say, is when we go back and we look at this time, what are we going to remember? And you don't want that to be, oh man, COVID was horrible and you know challenging as we made a difference in people's lives with all of these things that we're doing and by lifting them up we've lifted ourselves up yep well that seems like uh, i want to have the the essay part of the test now anything you want to share and say before i go into a series of questions that i beat up at the beginning um, any message that you have that you haven't had a chance to share yet right now or what comes to mind? Charles, I'll start with you. Uh, you know my well, last question, and I'm going to ask it at the end, but right now, just okay. where do you want to take Well, I think Jen, Jen kind of nailed it where I think it's important, because the California Love Drop is just what we're doing, and you can help. And there, it's a very specific plan. We've laid it out. We're helping frontline people. In, so, in some substantial but small way and that's powerful and it makes all the difference and when we look back on this we will remember it's like wow do you remember what we did wow wasn't it powerful i think that's the thing what is your thing that you're doing that you're going to remember right now uh, i'm an, i'm kind of an ex i'm kind of a futures guy my head's always in the future so i kind of see how things age and right now you want to be loud trying. You don't have to nail it, you don't have to get it right. But if you're loud trying, your intent is there and you're loud about it, you're calling yourself out on it, you are gonna age so beautifully. What you don't want to be right now is quiet in a shell, hubbled like I was when I called Wing that day. <laughs> you you gotta get quiet out quiet in a shell, Charles, really? Honestly, you think people are gonna buy that for a minute? I was a little bit, asked I was more quiet than I've ever been in a few years. <laughs> And now I'm as loud as ever, and I'm hoarse. Right, so there you go. That's that's all I say. It's get involved. Go all in. You want help doing it? Email me. You know what? I've never seen Wayne say no either. I don't say no. I'll say yes. I'll show you how to do it. No, case in point, I've asked you guys to be on my ben, podcast twice. Same thing. I said yes twice, so thank you. So, <laughs> um, so let me... Um, let me just ask, I, I, I've got five bullet point questions here that are very similar and I want to kind of go around the room for each of the three of you. Jen, I'll start with you. What do you hope that your coworkers, those around you at EDS, your community, and your community can be your family, your kids, your anyone that you influence, what do you hope that they learn from watching what you're doing? Bye. Putting others first and letting service lead the way, uh, you'll find your purpose and your happiness. And whether that be as an individual, again, as a family, as a company, letting service lead the way, that's, that's how it's done. Charles, or, or Wing, slightly different question, same question, different, different uh, group for you. <laughs> For you, I'd like to talk because I, I go to the Wahoos and this is a plug. It's not meant to be a plug, but you know, I text you all the time. 
Um, we live near Oahu's here in Norco. We live near Oahu's in Chino Hills, which is typically where we go. I have a 93-year-old dad um, who lives in Fullerton. So Chino Hills is kind of a midpoint between where we live and where he lives. So probably weekly, if not more frequently, we meet there. We go to the Wahoos in Chino Hills. We sit, he sits in his car. My wife, Lorianne, and I sit in our car. We have dinner together. And with for years, I've been going to that Wahoos in Chino Hills. So I'm getting to know your associates there. What do you hope those that work for Wahoos learn from one of their bosses, you and your brothers, but from you in particular with what you're doing here? What do you hope they take away from you? Well, <clears throat> right now, I think they realize that it's not about making money. It's about keeping the lights on and providing a living for everybody that's working for us. So they know that I'm going to be there first in the morning, last at night, whatever it takes to get through this. I mean, this is truly a team effort. And I'm really on a daily basis, I'm communicating uh, changes, things that are happening to see how we can get through this because nobody's ever seen this before. So we're not, you know, we're doing everything that we can to keep everybody safe, but as well as employed. So we're out there literally slinging tacos day and night. <laughs> you are, and thank you. And by the way, for those that uh, watch, um, uh, is it the Food Network, Guy's Grocery Game? Yeah. Our good buddy Wing recently was on an episode there, and it was fun watching you make this nice sea bass lunch and this wonderful uh, Mexican pizza. You know, everybody wanted him to make tacos, so, you know, that, that was a well, – when was that filmed? I'm just curious. How, when did you – obviously pre-COVID, when was that filmed, and what's the story behind how you got on there? Uh, the interesting part is uh, <clears throat> they sent an email out uh, because they're always looking for interesting characters because they want colorful people that have uh, basically a personality. So I got an email from them through our PR agency. And one thing led to another. They literally wanted us to film over Valentine's Day. And we're like, there's no way. One, most restaurant tours are busy that time of the year. Yeah, yeah. And the ones that are married are not, not leaving, you know. So we literally filmed it the week after Valentine's, which was about two weeks before the COVID yeah, thing hit. It, yeah. So we filmed it, we had a great time. Uh, the studio is amazing. It is set up just like a real supermarket. Everything in there is fresh and ready to go. The beef, nice. the produce, I mean, it's amazing. So it's up in Santa Rosa. Okay. So we flew in, uh, competed against my friends from all over the country, and the fellow Canadian came down as well. And literally, they know so much about you, so that's why they're able to throw the curveballs. Yeah, because the more nice they know about, a lot about you and what Wahoo's is and so forth. Yeah. So they want to take you out of the comfort zone because that's what makes for great television drama. They did. They definitely. And they managed to do. A great job of taking all of us out of our comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, for those that don't know what we're talking about, you can, how I watched it, because I missed it when it aired, I literally just went on YouTube, I typed in Wing Lamb, Guys Grow Three Games, it took me right there, it was the first hit, I watched it 42 minutes long, worth your time, it's entertaining, it's fun. won't tell you the outcome, but it was a lot. Charles, I'm going to take you where I know you like to go. Um, so I've asked Jen the impact on her and her community wing or on his associates. Your little ones, Gracie and Charlie, who are really the reason why you do what you do. And I know all three of you, it's, it's your children and, and so forth that drives it. So like it, it is with us. What do you hope Gracie and Charlie will remember about their dad and this time, what they're seeing in you? Because you're, 
you could be just home homeschooling them. You can, and again, I'm, this isn't guilt trip at all. You know, I'm not going there, but they see what you're doing and they see the impact. What do you hope they say 20 years from now when you talk about the time and their dad? Well, I got to tell a little on myself that you asked that. Um, I'm, 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 I'm feeling a little bit like I could be a better dad. My son um, signed up for Little League and went out with him the other day. And, you know, I, I have an older son and I used to do a lot of sports and I didn't see myself out there throwing a lot and I don't do that a ton. And, and I'm a guy that believes that you have to be positive and have to cheer people on. And in fact, whenever, when my 12 year old, when my 22 year old girl was 12, I was trying to help her with her homework. And the best I could come up with in the moment trying to help her was, Honey, you're gonna be the only girl in your class who doesn't understand this. And she started crying. She pointed at me and she said, "Dad, you're mean." I, I tried to stop tutoring, but with my six-year-old son, he wants to play catch, and and so he goes at this baseball team. And these kids have been playing together for two years, and I'm going out there, and it's like I'm freaking out. I'm thinking, I'm calling Honey, and she, uh, Dawn's saying, "Hey, let's go early to dinner." There ain't no going to early dinner. There's every practice. This is serious, and and I'm panicking. And then I go out on Sunday to play catch with my son, and, and again, I. I just compliment, just compliment it. And the moment he swings, okay, back up, back up. All I'm doing is telling him he's not good enough. And then I have these little soft balls, right? I'm so protect your face. And, and he's protecting his face, so I'm throwing balls. And, and, and a couple of them are hitting him in the face. Like, and I, I caught myself, what am I doing? I'm trying to help my son that I love with all my heart. And he's learning something. And I can, and I know I can only teach by complimenting. What I'm hitting him in the face with a ball, and then the way this practice, we still we had a great practice for an hour out by this hot. It was weird to be outside right now, but I'm I, you know we I want to help him. And he goes up there, takes his last swing, and his thumb hits that ball, and he just falls down and starts crying. And I got to tell you, I just feel the weight of the world. I couldn't sleep Sunday night, and I my, I think I adjusted uh, somehow. I just adjusted. I I'm gonna rearrange my schedule and have more time for my son. And I'm gonna play with him every day. I've got a great baseball coach who works for me in the same hall, we're driving blood. On Wednesday, he's gonna be here at a batting cage where Devin's gonna be giving him a lesson. Nice. So that's going on and I have to say that because that I don't want my son to say, I remember my daddy, worked, he was working too much and he yelled at me in baseball. That's <laughs> not what I want. So, but I hope, you know, I hope that they say, you know, my dad was alive. He was awakened in the moment. He was talking about what was relevant right now. And they may not say it in those words, but they'll show it in the way they look in the mirror and see themselves. You know, and I think that what's the greatest thing I could, I'm an entrepreneur um, like Wing, we created a business. Um, I'm not, I, and this is just TMI, but I'm not, I think, oh my God, what am I gonna do if we make something of this? Give it to my kids? I don't know. Now, I want to give them, I want to teach them to give. So I think what could be in their nest egg, we're giving away. So they might as well come and enjoy it. And I think that that's the greatest gift I can give them. How that, how that rubs on them, I'm learning as I go. But I hope that, that they, like me, that their grandkids look at them and say, gosh, we're from a family of people that believe that we, we can do something about it. We can create the world we want to live in. So it's something like that. You know, it goes back to that old, I think we said it on your show before, it's like that thing we learned in Scouts, you know? It's like, leave the campground cleaner. I think that was Scouts. I learned a lot of good things. Leave there it cleaner than when you got there. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I think that's it. I, I want them to see that, believe it, know it, and, and feel it so that they look in the mirror and hold their stare. Yeah, appreciate that. A lot of places we can go, and I know you guys got to get back to, to doing what you do and serving people. So I'm going to just finish this up. Jen, there's a question that I ask at the end of all my podcasts. I've asked it of Wing in the past because he's been on my show. I've asked it of Charles as well, and I'm going to ask you. But I'm going to give you the last word. So I'm going to go back to, Char to Wing first, and I'm going to just simply ask, and now you know the question coming. So Wing, with all that's going on around you, with, with the opportunities that you've had to, to give and to serve, with family, uh, a young son, a beautiful wife, people that you're just, you know, your circle of influence, there's so much going on. But all of that said right now, Wayne, what's in your heart? You know, talk about, you know, the baseball thing, which is very close to home as well, because <clears throat> Levi just turned five. Uh, he's getting ready to start, uh, I think, soccer tomorrow, I believe, Wednesday. And the interesting part was having him sit on my lap when we were watching the, the Food Network, the, the television, for my son to see me on television cooking was absolutely like, you know, you can't pay for that. And all he kept talking about is what he was going to do if he got an opportunity to be on TV to cook. So that to me, it's like, you know, that is like super, super fun. Because I'm not sure how many people get that opportunity you know, to do that because it's bigger than life. Seeing something on TV becomes, I'm a cartoon character almost, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I'm now a television person, right? Yeah. So I'm no longer just as that. But to be cooking, running around, and he's watching that between every commercial break, he's just talking about the dish he would do if he was on the television set. Very cool. Yeah. I, I so that's what I, my, my show from the heart is on YouTube as well. And so a couple of times I'll like play with my grandsons and I'll go to YouTube on our smart TV and I'll bring it on and go, grandpa's on TV. It's like, well, no, not, not like, not like wing really was on TV. But, <laughs> well, I've seen how they've responded to that. So yeah. I can only imagine what Levi, uh, well, how was Kelly's reaction when she saw you on TV? Your wife? Oh, Kelly was cracking up because the whole thing is like, how did you not make a taco out of the ingredients you had? <laughs> I was screaming the same thing at the TV. Just so you know. We're not going to go there. Yeah. Although that pizza you made looked pretty good. It got me craving some sort oh, yeah. of yeah, wing pizza. <laughs> yeah. Charles, you know what? Same question. Everything going on around you. All the just the, the tremendous giving heart that you have. And, you know, we're brothers, you and I. We have a, a similar background and heritage. And, and so, you know, we're, we're obviously very close. But right now, just with all, with, with Jen and Wing on your on each wing, no pun intended, um, what's in your heart, buddy? I, I think I'll keep it about these two. You know, I told you about Jen and I's story before. I knew we'd work together here somewhere, and now we are in a big way. Um, but Wing, you know, Wing and I have worked together for a long time, too, in a lot of different different nonprofits and, and causes. Some of them are not even formal, just people, there's a fire burning. We needed to get, get some money. We did that. But Wing said things to me like, you know, um, we're going to find a way to work together. You know, he always say that, you know, and I'd say, well, Wing, you're, you know, you're, you live in an economy of tacos. I live in an economy of shingles and he donates those tacos. I donate those shingles. And, but you know, it kind of, it's kind of magic right now. Last, what was the last left drop in LA we did at the hospital? about two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. We were at an LA hospital two weeks ago and I, it was, I, we had a love drop. And it's funny, I had a job walk in Santa Monica that day on a job that I thought that we might be losing. 
um, uh, to a competitor. And, and so um, I went to that job walk and I said, you know what, it'd be great if the love drop popped up right before that and one did. So I went to the love drop. I just enough time to leave that love drop. I told Wayne, it was a quick drop. We, yeah, they did, it's always longer. That one was quick. I'm going to go. And I drove to this job and I went up on this condo, um, a very nice 35 year old condominium in West Los Angeles community area. And I'm walking out there and I'm looking around and I'm meeting the board and the boards, I give them this mask that has Wahoos and Antis on it. And the, and the board member looks at Wahoos. I told him, I was just wrong. You guys got to come with us. We're just doing a love drop, which is, I invite everybody. You know, this is what I do. And he looked at this mask and he looked down and he had a really serious look as we're walking the roof job that we installed. And he said, Wahoos, really good quality food. And, and, um, and, and, and what he was saying, what I heard, he was saying, Antis, really good quality roofs. And so there's something powerful that's happening right now in this better together branding. You know, Wing always says, saw who you stand next to, and meaning that we're stronger together. Yeah. And, and right now we are stronger together. You know, another thing happened on that job walk, and I don't, and I'm not saying this in any bragging way. I'm saying this that people understand maybe in a story why we do this. But this condominium, or they're gonna keep us, I can tell. In fact, they, they wanted it to sell us four more years and uh, us to sell them for four more years, and we said, okay. But they said something else that I've never heard in 30 years that I can remember. And they said, you know, Charles, with us, it's not always about price. And it makes, you're laughing, I'm crying. <laughs> but it, it made me emotional because, you know what? They end up spending less. Our price is higher a lot of times because we're not, we're, not, we're not stripping the crap out of it just like he doesn't take the quality out of his food. And if you go to Wahoo's and you spend $12 on a lunch, man, you have a plate full of fresh vegetables. And by the way, I don't know how you get the vegetables because they're either undercooked or overcooked. They're always overcooked, but yours are like some magic steaming process. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't with it? some crazy ninja sauce from Brazil. And it's really good quality food. Yeah, and, you know, so I'm just marveling. I go to eat there a lot now because I'm studying the, the, the people that eat there. Yeah. Watch the people that go to Wahoo's. Man, these are my board members that are making the decisions in our in our HOAs. And so Anderson and Wahoos and all of the California Love Drop brands, I mean, we're looking at bigger possibilities and we're seeing things outside the box. And that is a very, very exciting place to be because we are moving into the most adaptive world that our lives, we've seen, our parents seen, their parents have seen. It's just a crazy world we're moving into, and the new normal will not stay the new normal. They'll be shifting new normals. We better learn to be adaptive. We better learn to, to bring our brands together, and we better be able to tell our stories and be able to explain why they matter, why they're relevant in communities. And if you're in business in today's world just to make money, good luck. You better have a reason you exist, and you better, better be able to explain it in one sentence. Yeah. Keep family safe and dry. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Well, Jen, you know the question coming. So as we as we wrap up here today, and I, I want to thank all three of you for your time. I really do appreciate it. I'll be there next week to give blood to get one of those bags and get one of those hands, by the way. Um, so I'm burning through my mask like crazy. Jen, what's in your heart? Well, I think with everything going on in a world that everything is coming up short, sometimes to people who are who are struggling 
there is enough love to go around for everyone. And if you need love, there's people there who are ready to give it to you. If you feel grateful for what you have, show love um, because it's always going to win. Um, I just, I don't know, my heart feels really good right now to, to do what I'm doing and just see the difference that it's making. Well, and you are. And even just in this hour we've spent together, the three of you have made a difference in my life. And I know those that listen and watch will feel that way as well. So on behalf of anyone who listens to or watches this interview, thank you for your time. Thank you for being my friends. Thank you for uh, all that you've done personally for me and that you do for those around you. And and uh, it's an honor for me to be just, you know, a, a tiny sliver to spend this hour with, with each of the three of you and see and hear the activity behind you. And, and uh, I just can't wait. I can't wait to get to go on the Red Cross website right now and log in and make sure that I get signed up for next week. Charles? So I didn't want to talk over it. So one of the interesting things, so I talked earlier about the, the nature of a blood donor. They're always really quiet. This is the first time in 14 drives that you know, the 300 donors that we've had chatter because we were chattering they got they started talking everyone's giving blood they're partying i've never seen that happen before gave them I, can't wait to see, I can't wait to see the tape yeah they drinking back there <laughs> well yeah i'm not going to tell you what i'm seeing back there because you know there are there are hipper rules and confidentiality policies here right but, um, yeah there you go a lot of monster energy drinks it's like i think we'll do this next time in a library and raise the noise in a library too right so, well, again, thank you very much. The From the Heart podcast presented by Orange Key. We were just grateful to have the three of you on today. EDS, Antis Roofing, Wahoo's Fish Taco, three tremendous brands. The other ones you've mentioned today, you guys are fantastic, doing great work. And uh, God bless you each for, for, for what you're doing. So thank you.